Welcome to the Love Yourself Healthy podcast. I am Melanie Lillis. I'm a mind-body health coach, a nutritional therapist, and I have my Bachelor of Physical and Health Education. Throughout this podcast, we are going to be diving into the realm of eating psychology, disordered eating, body image, self-love, and creating a really healthy and happy mind. I cannot wait to share my knowledge with you in hope that it will positively influence your life. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. It's so nice to be back chatting with you guys. I am filming my last podcast episode for the year, and you might be thinking, wow, Mel, you've uploaded like four episodes this whole year. I know, I'm really sorry. Um, but I thought for today's episode, it'd be good to do a Q&A episode because I'm not going to lie, I've really struggled with podcasting um, content this year. It's, you know, I think I explained it in my first podcast back when I had a bit of a break, explained to you guys that I was dealing with some mental health um, kind of struggles and, and really wasn't feeling inspired, motivated to jump on and do a podcast. I wasn't living my practices and all of that kind of stuff. But ever since kind of overcoming that hurdle, I still am like, what do people want to know about? I feel like I've given so much information on the podcast that I don't want to keep repeating, you know, the same things. I don't want to say the same things all the time. And, and, and it can be hard to come up with new content. Um, and that's kind of why I like interviewing people because I'm like, oh, people are going to be like, Mel, you've told us this a million times. And um, it's nice to have like a fresh voice and a fresh perspective. So I'm really going to try in 2022 to get more podcast guests on because um, I absolutely love doing interviews. And as I said, like it's, it's fine to listen to what I have to say, but it's also nice to get um, perspectives from other people. But I think something that would really help me actually is if you guys send me through requests. So this does happen uh, sometimes, but anytime you think of something that you would love for me to dive into, please send it through to me and I will be sure to cover it on the podcast. Um, so one of the other reasons why I haven't been podcasting is, I don't know about you guys, but for me, uh, I live in Sydney and we were in lockdown for quite a few months and I got used to that. Like I got used to not being able to go anywhere, not being able to see anyone, not being able to do anything, right? I got so used to that, that when everything opened up, I got really overwhelmed. Like I felt so busy, so busy. I felt like I had time for nothing. And in the grand scheme of things, and in comparison to life before lockdown, nothing was different, right? That was very normal. But when you literally wake up one day and are allowed to just go and do everything, it just felt super overwhelming. And I was like, I don't even have time to breathe, which of course wasn't true. Um, but yeah, it was just overwhelming. And I just felt like any free time that I had, I just wanted to kind of spend on myself, not just continue working. So yeah, it's just a funny thing that like we're so adaptable and, and I'm already used to the, you know, life now, but it was a tricky um, process to go from not being able to do anything to be able to do everything. <laughs> so that was funny. Okay, so let's dive into the questions that you guys sent to me on Instagram. And one of the questions was how to be productive in the day and build healthy habits. I, okay, this might not be new to a lot of you. Maybe you already know this piece of information, but how you start your day will directly influence every single decision you then make throughout the day. How you speak to yourself in the morning, 
the amount of time you allow yourself to get ready in the morning, any strategies or practices that you implement in the morning are going to directly influence your body physiology, what's going on inside of your body. So I am a absolute massive, massive advocate for morning rituals, morning routines. Now, I said to you guys in one of my other podcasts that I, all of my strategies that I usually do were like out the window last year or this year, sorry. Um, they were all out the window. I didn't do any of them. I wasn't meditating. I wasn't doing breath work. I wasn't journaling. I, you know, I was just not living up to the things that I truly believe. The day that I implemented them back into my morning routine was like, I saw the biggest difference the first day I implemented the back in my routine, how I felt mentally, the choices that I made throughout the day when referring to things like food choices, whether I went to the gym or not, how I spoke to myself, they were significantly better. (laughs) The difference was amazing. So that is my first piece of advice. Implement a morning routine that works for you, but it has to be something that directly influences our nervous system. So our nervous system is our fight or flight response and our relaxation response. And a lot of us in the morning, we get up, we get ready for work. Sometimes we're rushing around. Maybe we jump in our car, we're stuck in traffic or, you know, we're in a packed train, whatever it is. And we have this low level stress response. It creates a very negative Um, chemical influence in our body and that can lead us to making choices that aren't going to be very beneficial for maybe our goals our health Um, but it also releases insulin and cortisol which are useful hormone chemicals don't get me wrong but when we have them day in day out um, they can be quite damaging to our health so let me choose maybe three things as an example and I've shared this in my podcast before But I would say choose maybe one to three things that you can implement. So this might be something like waking up and going for a gentle walk in the morning. It can be five minute walk, 10 minute walk, 30 minute walk, whatever it is, just make it a gentle walk. Something that's relaxing, something that's going to raise your heart rate just a little bit, but it's not too strenuous. The second thing I would implement is breath work. I love doing the Wim Hof method. So if you just go on YouTube and search Wim Hof breathing technique, um, there's like a 10 minute one. I'm sure you can find a five minute one. Uh, I love doing that one. Or just pop a timer on five minutes, two minutes, 60 seconds, whatever you can do. Close your eyes, breathe deeply in, breathe deeply out. It's so simple, but how often... Do you breathe like that in the day? I'm definitely not walking around going. (sighs) I think I'll be getting some pretty weird looks. (laughs) Um, But allowing ourselves to take those deep breaths in and out, we're providing more oxygen to the body and we're relaxing the body. The relaxation response is what we want to put our body in because in the relaxation response, everything can function optimally. Okay, we become uh, really in alignment with our body's cues, our digestive system's functioning good, and we release uh, serotonin and dopamine that are our feel-good chemicals. Our body becomes in like this homeostasis, balance. 
the next thing that I would suggest, and maybe you could do your walk and then do this after the walk and then finish with the breathing, is doing some gentle stretching. Move the body, get the blood circulating around, and I find that when we allow ourselves to just stretch, it's a really good opportunity to check in with the body. How are you feeling today? Is there anything that's sore? Are you feeling a little bit more tired than usual? Maybe you've got more energy than usual. Often there are a lot of signals that our body is giving us that we actually don't even pick up on because we're not present within our body. So taking the time to stretch, because you need to hold a stretch for like, you know, 60, 30 seconds, we can actually take that time and hold in that stretch and just feel our bodies, right? Feel how we're feeling. See what we need in the day. Once you kind of know where your body's at, then you know what you need. I came a little bit more tired today. I was going to go to the gym this afternoon and do an intense workout, but maybe that's not what my body needs. Or opposite of that, actually, I've got quite a lot of energy today. This is a perfect day to smash out a good workout. Maybe you're feeling really sluggish. Maybe you're feeling a little bloated. Okay, this is a perfect day to make sure my meals are super nutrient dense and they're filled with veggies lots of good nutrients, lots of fiber. Um, The next thing I would say to be more productive is to write down your expectations. What do you need to do in the day? I'm going to list three random examples. Maybe you need to exercise, you need to clean your house, and you need to do groceries, whatever it is. Write those things down. This is what I need to achieve. Tick it off once you've done it. If you set your expectations for the day and you've written them down, you're going to be more likely to actually reach those expectations. And it gives you a sense of fulfillment when you're actually able to cross it off or tick it off or something like that. Now, if you've done your morning rituals, you're more than likely going to be able to fulfill these duties because you're already in the right mindset. So they are my tips to be more healthy and productive. (laughs) Well, it's actually more productive in the day to build healthier habits. Okay. The next question is, is intermittent fasting good for weight loss? Great question. Yes and no. I am a fan of intermittent fasting. I'm actually doing intermittent fasting at the moment. I'm doing three days of intermittent fasting because I ate a shitload of sugar (laughs) the last two weeks and Knowing that it's coming up to Christmas and New Year's and all of that, I want to be able to just enjoy it. But my body was feeling um, so sluggish, really fatigued, uh, and I was just feeling gross. Not gross how I look, just gross on the inside. So I thought, I'm just going to do three days of intermittent fasting and cleanse my body. Um, So I am fasting until 11 o'clock, and then at 11 o'clock I'll eat but I've been having like this really beautiful green juice filled with heaps of veggies and then having a really nutritious lunch and eating dinner and just stopping dinner at about 7, 7.30. Uh, So it's not too hard. Um, So why I said yes and no is because if you look at it from a science point of view, technically intermittent fasting means that you're going to be eating less calories in the day. So that's how the weight loss happens. So usually if you would start eating at say eight and finishing at eight at night, now you've got your shorter window of opportunity to eat. So you're eating say at 11 to like six. Um, so you're not getting in as many calories. So your overall calorie 
intake at the end of the week is going to be less, therefore you'll lose weight. Now, whilst yes, that's true, our bodies start adapting to the amount of calories that we give it. So let's just say that we're eating um, two and a half thousand calories a week and we do intermittent fasting and it drops down to 2000 calories a week. So you're getting rid of 500 calories a week. That's great for the first week or so. Um, but then our body goes, okay, well, this is how many calories we're getting now. So let's slow metabolism down, adjust. And that's how much we're going to get from now on. Now, I am not going to share full details on this because I can't really remember it. But I was listening to a podcast the other day with a guy who was talking about locations that have hunters and gatherers still. And they wanted to compare how many calories per day they used. So they went into this study thinking that because they're hunters and gatherers, right, they're out all day, they're hunting, they're gathering, that they were going to, they were going to exert a lot of calories, way more than the average um, sedentary person. But what they actually found is that they were burning approximately the same amount of calories as the average person, which is extremely shocking, but just goes to show that the body adapts to whatever lifestyle you are going to live. So whilst intermittent fasting is uh good to be done sporadically and in short spurts. I think it's good for the digestive system to give it a rest, to allow it to replenish and do whatever it needs to do. But if you do intermittent fasting regularly, every day, every week, your body will just adapt to that. And I've shared the story about myself uh, and my own experience with my eating disorder in many of my podcast episodes, but that's what happened to me. I was eating under a thousand calories a day and I was not losing weight. I was gaining weight at some point. <laughs> now I eat around two and a half thousand calories and my weight is stable. So I don't really believe that intermittent fasting is good for weight loss in the long term. Um, I think it be, can be a really good short-term tool um, and done sporadically. And yeah, things for like if you experience quite a lot of bloating, um, wake out feeling quite groggy, it could be, could be good for things like that as well, um, which is why I'm doing it. Okay, so next question is, what diet do I follow? I think I've shared this in my podcast before, but I follow a plant-based diet, but I do sporadically have fish and eggs occasionally. Um, I just try to follow a really whole foods diet. I don't really like to put too many labels on myself because I've always said whatever my body is really craving, I will allow it to have, um, but I don't I haven't had meat in a very, very long time. I do not like meat. I do not like chicken or red meat. I don't like the taste. I don't like anything about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just follow a really plant-based diet. And recently I've really honed back into my nutrition. I All of this year, really, I wasn't really focusing on it. But um, I got really inspired by a podcast I listened to by... I wrote it down, actually. Who was the podcast by? Uh, the Food? No. Deliciously Ella. Deliciously Ella did a podcast about gut health and I've actually done a podcast about gut health before. Oh my gosh. I love gut health. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, just talking about the importance of a diversity of plants in your diet for our gut microbiome and how important it is for our health in general. And it just kind of re-sparked my passion for nutrition. So I've been really absolutely loving trying to eat as many diverse plants as I can. Um, and I'm feeling really good. So yes, if you have any questions about that, let me know.
All right, next question. What is my favorite morning routine? I just kind of spoke about morning routines, but I guess what is my favorite morning routine? Uh, what I'm doing at the moment is uh, waking up and moving my body first thing. So whether that is going for a gentle jog, I usually just do like a jog walk. I'll jog a little bit to get my heart rate up and then I'll walk. As soon as I get a bit tired, I'm like, just walk because it's not for fitness. Um, it's just to enjoy it. Or I will do a little bit of a like yoga kind of flow, but I don't follow like a YouTube video or anything. I just kind of move my body. It ends up turning into stretching, really. <laughs> Moving my body. Um, I do that first thing. Uh, a lot of people suggest waking up and doing breath work first thing, but I, if I do that first thing, I'm just too tired. So I kind of want to fall asleep again. So I wake up and move my body and then I'll do breath work. As I said before, Wim Hof breathing technique. I absolutely love. It's so good. Um, yeah, absolutely love it. <laughs> After that, have my shower and finish on a really cold shower just to really wake me up and it's good for lymphatic drainage. And then I'll just do a really quick either affirmations or journaling. So either writing down something I'm grateful for or just anything that comes to mind or looking at myself in the mirror and saying affirmations about myself. You guys know that I'm an advocate for positive body image. And even though I feel really confident in my skin, I just want to make sure that I am continuously reinforcing what I want to believe about myself because it's very easy as a woman in today's society to get heavily swayed by um, body image thoughts. So even though I feel in a good place, I think it's really important for me to just continue to remind myself of the person that I want to be, uh, the mindset that I want to have and what I'm working towards. So yeah, those practices have just made me feel really, really good. Um, and I couldn't recommend them anymore. Seriously, when I start my day good, the rest of the day is just amazing. Actually, something else that I do is make my bed. <laughs> when you make your bed in the morning, you feel very accomplished in life. <laughs> oh, funny. Okay, next question. Do I listen to other podcasts? If so, are there any that you could recommend? Yes, I listen to a lot of podcasts. A lot, a lot, a lot of podcasts. And I wrote down four that I'm currently listening to. I actually listen to quite a lot, but I thought I would pick the four that are relevant to um, health and wellness and things like that. So the first one is the Plant Proof Podcast. I've shared about that quite a lot. I absolutely love Simon Hill. I think his message is really amazing and he gets very, very, very intelligent guests on that always blow my mind. And even if you don't 100% believe or follow um, a plant-based full vegan diet, I think you can just get a lot of really great information about the body and about our health. And then you just kind of like take what you want to take and leave what you want to leave. Um, but I think the podcast is super eye-opening and just gives you such an amazing amount of information that will really help you with your health. The next one is The Kick Pod by Steph and Laura. I love Steph and Laura. I think they're really, really genuinely beautiful girls and uh, the episodes are more, I mean, they have really great guests on, but I feel like it's not so sciencey. Uh, so it's really great and easy to listen to, and but you still walk away with great knowledge and things to implement into your life. Uh, the next one, which I just spoke about before, was Deliciously Ella. Oh, love her podcast so much. She interviews a range of amazing guests, so go check her out. And the last one, which I only just started listening to, is The Food Medic. Um, 
again, just gets a lot of really great guests on that uh, give you some great information about your body, about your health, about women's health, um, lots of great topics. So go check those out. Okay, I have one more question, which is tips to make it through big gatherings without losing control and binging. Now, I left this question for last because tis the season to be festive, right? Like we are going into Christmas, we're going into New Year's. And with that comes a lot of anxiety around the food that you're going to eat, being around people. It's summertime in Australia, so being in a bikini, all of that kind of stuff. So what I will suggest for you is number one, starting every single day with breath work and or meditation. Okay, the stress response is what's going to trigger you to binge eat. You cannot binge eat unless you are in a stress response. If you wake up and you're already starting your day worried about how much food you're going to eat, are you going to lose control? Will I binge eat? Will someone say something to me? Will someone comment on my weight? Will someone comment on how much I'm eating? If you start your day like that, you're already triggering that stress response. Once you enter full stress response, you do not have control or you have very minimal control over the actions that you take when it comes to binging because the primal part of your brain is going to take over and that is a subconscious part of your brain. You don't really have conscious control over it. Uh, so starting your day with breath work and or meditation is going to be really beneficial for starting your day with your body in the relaxation response. My next tip is to eat healthy, nutritional, dense meals so that your body is actually full and the hunger cues aren't fully firing. I think this is the biggest mistake that a lot of people make is that they will limit the amount of food they eat because they know they have an event or a function or a Christmas lunch or a Christmas dinner. So they think I'm not going to eat any breakfast or I'm not going to eat any lunch because I know I'm going to eat so much food when I get there that I'll feel better if I don't eat anything in the day. It'll counteract it. But what you're actually doing is you're putting your body in some level of a starvation response. And if you're limiting certain macronutrients, then the hunger cues in your body are going to be firing. That's going to trigger a stress response. The stress response is going to trigger a binge. So the best thing that you can do is make sure that you eat every meal, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Make sure it's nutritionally dense and this is going to give you the best opportunity to actually not overeat and not binge eat when you're out at these functions because your body's going to be settled. You're full. You've had enough food. You're not going to get those intense urges of hunger, which is what happens when we starve ourselves, when we skip meals, when we don't eat a balance of macronutrients. So that is my massive tip. Next, take yourself away from people um, to a quiet space and just breathe. Like if you feel that urge coming on, maybe someone said something to you. Maybe you can just feel that sensation like I want to binge, I want to binge or I can't stop eating. Why can't I stop eating? You need to take yourself away from everyone. Go to the bathroom, wherever you need to go. Take deep breaths. All of this is linked back to that relaxation response, getting ourselves out of the fight and flight mode, back into relaxation response where we have conscious brain, where we can make conscious decisions. Ask yourself, what am I feeling in this moment? What do I need? What's going to make me feel good? Let's take some deep breaths. I can do this. We're all good. Okay, let's go out there and make decisions that are going to make me feel good. Now, 
lastly, actually no, I have two more I want to add. The second last one is to eat slowly with 100% presence, allow the brain to actually register all of that taste and receive all satisfaction from the meal. Even if it's a lint ball chocolate, (laughs) if you've picked up that chocolate ball, you open the wrapper slowly, feel it in your hands, stare at the chocolate, put it in your mouth and allow it to melt in the mouth. Think about, oh, what's this taste like? Am I enjoying it? Swallow the food, see how it feels. When we just shove food in our mouth and don't actually think about how it tastes or what we've actually even put in our mouth, the brain takes a longer time to register what's happening and sometimes it doesn't even register that you've eaten. So eat slowly, be present. Something that I always speak about quite a lot and it makes such a difference. Now the last thing I want to say, which I kind of touched on before, when you take yourself away from people and you tell yourself, I can do this, I've got this, let's make choices in alignment with what I want, how about you create a mantra? Create a mantra like, um, like I nourish my mind, my body, my heart with kind and loving choices, kind and loving words, whatever you want to do, you pick a phrase that really suits you personally and you say that to yourself and it's just a gentle reminder okay yeah I got this I can do this I choose choices that are good for my mind my body my heart I think mantras are so important because they're just like a little gentle reinforcement for the type of person you want to be and how proud you're going to be of yourself when you go home that night and you made choices that were in alignment with the mantra that you made So that is all I have time for today. They are all the questions that I wanted to kind of get through. I hope that for whoever is listening, they benefited you in some way. Um, I'm really excited for 2022. I thought I would just do a quick like wrap up of my 2021. I think if I could put it into like three words, it would be unproductive, lost and stressful. (laughs) I think that would sum up my 2021. And I think that's okay. You know, we can't always have the best years of our life. Um, Given the circumstance everyone in the world was in, I think it's pretty understandable if I didn't have the most amazing year. But in 2022, regardless of the year that the world has, regardless if we go back into lockdown or whatever, I really hope to find my place again with my work. And I really want to take take actions to support that. My work is my passion. As soon as you ask me about something to do with my work, I I will light up. And I really lost that this year. I really lost my place in my business. And I want to find that again. I want to get back to my regular podcast. I absolutely love doing this and just helping women around the world to overcome challenges that um, they're dealing with. I think on a personal level, I just really want to feel in my body I've felt very out of my body this whole year, very disconnected and not grounded. So my goal for 2022 is to really embody again, really connect with myself again and listen to what it is that I actually need from myself. So I hope everyone has a wonderful Christmas and a wonderful New Year's. Um, I would love if you guys could leave some feedback for my podcast. It gives me a lot of motivation. And I cannot wait to talk to you guys in 2022. See you all next year. Bye-bye.
Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would be so grateful if you could leave me a review. And if you would like to contact me, please head over to my Instagram at bearxbrave or you can contact me in my email, hello at bearxbrave.com. I hope you all enjoyed this podcast and I can't wait to speak to you all in the next one. Bye-bye.